Hello, and, and welcome to Illumination Bureau, a podcast where we will enlighten you of all the hidden stuff you don't know about careers in creative. This is Katherine Lang Klein and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this work since 2005 and have learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Catherine. Yes? Have you ever seen that Marie Kondo show on Netflix? Uh, yes, I actually have. It, it's an amazing show. <laughs> what do you like about it? What I like about it is how this tiny little woman can bring such joy into your life just by making things tidy. <laughs> just cleaning. <laughs> just cleaning and organizing. And I'm a fairly organized person, and I know where everything is, even if it's just a complete mess in my house. I know exactly where everything is. Um, but the fact that it serves order and kind of makes you a lot less stressful because you can actually find things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been, you know, slightly obsessed with this lately. <laughs> I'm kind of an organizer anyway. And um, so I was watching this show and thought, this applies to job search and career. Oh, that is probably very true. So yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. So um, and we'll just also drop in here that we did recently write a blog post. So if you want to read more about what we had to say on this, it's on our blog. But so for those who aren't in the know yet on this tiny magic yes, woman. Enlighten them. Uh, Marie Kondo is a Japanese woman who wrote a book a few years ago called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up life-changing magic. I mean, that sounds like a big <laughs> promise, right? And then it just gained a lot of popularity. Now she has this Netflix show and I am, you know, stuck on the couch watching episode after episode. <laughs> These people like changing their life by organizing their clothing drawers. Yeah. And oddly it does change your life. It is. It's really interesting. And so I feel like it's kind of created this cultural thing, this phenomenon of like tidying or clearing clutter. Mm -hmm. There's some other stuff. Gretchen Rubin's one of my favorite authors. She just came out with a book uh, called Outer Order, Inner Calm, which is kind of a similar yeah. philosophy of like by having a clean, you know, an orderly mm -hmm. exterior of your home and, and your office and whatever, you're calmer and feel better inside. So there's, you know, there's, there's all of this sort of trend around this stuff. But um, I do think it really applies to everything. Like, it certainly applies to your T-shirt drawer, right? Like, <laughs> I immediately refold all of my T-shirts uh -huh. and put them in a little row so I can find them all, which is kind of magical. <laughs> yeah, and, and if people aren't really sure this is a, a life-changing thing, think about it when your house is complete chaos and you walk into the room or you come home and it's just a complete mess, just how that makes you feel. I mean, yeah. for me, it's always like a big sigh. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, because th there's just no peace there. You know? Yeah, yeah. So think about that with your career or with all of the things that you're organizing while you're either you know, building your career, mm -hmm. pursuing other opportunities, looking for a new job, whatever it is, if it feels like a big cluttery mess, mm -hmm. it's probably really stressful too. And right. and you're probably not as successful because you can't find stuff, <laughs> right? Like whatever stuff is, it could be contacts that could help you or it could be information upon your resume or samples or whatever. If you can't find it, wherever it, it is, whatever right. it is, it's just as chaotic as if like you can't find your running shoes. Right. I mean, I think that's a great example because, you know, just think about it if you're, especially if your career is not really on path or it's not rewarding or you just hate your job. I mean, something has gotten gotten off track a little bit and is, it might be just a big clutter. Yeah. So that's a, a perfect thing to mention, too. So her, her sort of catchphrase or 
philosophy, I guess, is that you only keep things that spark joy. Mm-hmm. And so this sounds a little woo-woo, I think, but <laughs> just stick with me here for a minute. I mean, really the concept of like only having things in your life that make you happy, mm-hmm. which is, you know, kind of a basic thing, I think sounds like a great idea. Absolutely. And especially compared to like your, or you know, with your career, of course you want it to make you happy. <laughs> like right. We spend and hours a day doing this work. Joy, you know, and um, having five pairs of fat pants in, your, in the bottom of your drawer probably does not spark joy. Right. <laughs> and going to a job that isn't, you know, working for your life or your family or isn't, you know, you're not doing work that you enjoy. It's the same thing. It's like having exactly. those five pairs of fat pants that like, I don't want to still be wearing those. Mm-hmm. I don't want to still be doing this work, but I am. I'm kind of stuck in it. Right. And there's something a little bit comfortable about hanging on to that too. It's like, you know, what if I fail? You know, what if I have to go back to those pants? And sometimes people get stuck in their careers like that too, thinking you know, like, I can't let go of this because this is a paycheck and, you know, I'm afraid of change or, you know, just a, a thousand reasons that we'll give ourselves to hang on to that bad job. Yeah. What a great analogy. Like, I don't really like these pants, <laughs> but they still fit. So I'm still going to wear yeah. them. It's like, I don't really like this job or, or I'm just, you know, maybe I've just outgrown it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, it doesn't fit me anymore, but it, I have it. You know, I'm in it. Right. And so that comfort of change can be hard. And, and you even see that in the show. Like it can be, it's not all sunshine and roses. Like it can be very stressful for right. people to go through this process of right. clearing up and making change. But the outcome on the other end is worth it. And I think that's the same thing with your career. Absolutely. And actually, when you were talking about outgrowing your career, that made me think of the pants I hang on to that I might fit back in again. <laughs> it's the same thing. It does not bring me joy because I truly will never be that size again. So I might as well just make some room and only put the things on that I know that fit, that make me feel confident, that um, I know are, are going to work for me. So the same thing, uh, again, with a job. But I had to throw that in there because I, I, mean, I just... That vision popped in my head. Yeah, about, yeah. Oh, these pants don't fit. Well, maybe your career doesn't fit. Yeah, anymore. maybe your career doesn't fit. You're maybe not, you're this not job to doesn't it. fit. Yeah. yeah, the job may not fit you anymore. The kind of work you're doing may not fit, or the kind of work you're doing may not fit. You know, in the world with right, what right. people are looking for right. or need. You may love doing it, but if no one's buying it, yeah, the out of date pants. Yeah, out of style, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, you could be in that situation with your career. And and unfortunately, we often see that people have been in the same job for a long time or maybe worked at the same place for a long time. And the skills they have perfectly align with whatever Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. role or that company was and needed. But they either want to find new opportunities or they're forced to. And they don't know quite where they fit because their skills maybe are so specific or or maybe that company was a little behind the time. So now they feel sort of outdated Mm because their skills feel behind the time. So it's all, you know, that change and growth kind of thing. I guess when, you know, when you're talking about pants, you always want to be shrinking, but (laughs) with your career, you want to be growing. (laughs) Um, So we thought about it, you know, sort of in a a career uh, search kind of way too. Like how could you sort of apply the same philosophy Mm -hmm. of, Mm -hmm. So what she does, if you haven't seen the show, what she does is makes you go through like, I think it's five categories or something of stuff. You know, it's usually in your home stuff that you have and tackle each category sort of thoroughly before you move on to the next one. And she starts with the least stressful up to the like the most stressful. But it's always really impactful. They always show them doing their clothes. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a good visual. 
they don't show all five, but they always show the clothes. And I think it's because it's shocking. You know, people right. start pulling all right. the things out of their closets and all the various closets and How the spare room closet. masses on the bed as they, they pile, pile it on up. the bed and it's a mountain. It's like, do you need all this? And, and then <laughs> people are just shocked. They're like, I had no idea, mm-hmm. you know, how much stuff, you know, how many clothes I have. And then, yeah, half of it they don't like or they don't wear or whatever. And so I think that using that same uh, process mm-hmm. when you're, especially if you're, pre- you know, collecting, preparing things to, you know, uh, do, d- whether it's a job search because you just want to look for a new opportunity or you have to or whatever, sort of that same idea of like, pile everything in a category and then sort of sort through it, get it all tidy, move on to the next. Mm-hmm. And, and in some places it's literal, like your work samples. Mm-hmm. You may have physical samples, I have stuff in a closet, like just, you know, things all over, things on your computer, right. things from clients that you've never asked for a sample, but you need to go, you know, <laughs> get one like, oh, I love that project. I never got a sample. So it could be all over mm-hmm. and it could be on all different kinds of formats and stuff. And so, you know, sort of collect it and pile it up in whatever way that means. It might be a big folder of files on your computer, right. but, it you know, be a physical pile collect it all somehow and then start going through it. And I think this is where that, you know, concept of sparking joy can really come into play because you should never be showing work in your portfolio that you don't love. If it does not make you you happy. Yeah, exactly. So you can start really ruthlessly editing. And so if you still want to hold on to it, fine, put it in a box. I would say if you don't love it, just get rid of it. But you may want to keep it for you know, some reasons, or maybe you feel like you might need to pull it out for a specific sample for, spe- you know, specific client or something. But certainly in the portfolio, narrow down to just the things that, that make you mm-hmm, happy, that, mm-hmm. that you love, that you want to do more of, that you're really proud of. You can tell a great story, talk yes, about yes. all of those kind of things. And, um, you know, le- less is more, right? Mm-hmm. I'd rather see eight amazing pieces than 20, of which only eight are amazing. Same thing, <laughs> yeah. And because especially when you're interviewing or, you know, trying to find a project or something, um, people can, will lose interest really quickly if you're not really just showing them your best, you get those, that top stuff first. And, you know, why represent yourself in a different way? Um, if there's some way that, you know, that particular piece... Um, there's a story behind it that you wish to share. You know, definitely keep that in mind, but make sure that you have that opportunity to share that story. Don't put it in um, like a PDF that you're going to send to someone and then you never get to talk about it. Like, well, everything looks great except what's this garbage? <laughs> it's yeah. like, no, there's a great story behind like, it. There's I a reason share it. it's there. There is a reason it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so just be really smart. There's always some things you can talk through once you do meet people face to face. But yeah, I definitely pitch all the stuff that you would never design again, that you just. It made you miserable. I mean, I have a lot of old samples. I'm fully guilty of this. I've yet to get to my basement and and take care of that. But I have just stuff. I like I would never design like that. I I feel I've elevated my taste and my skills to have done that. But for whatever reason, I hang on to it. So right. I gotta oh, get, out, get rid of it. I have a box I can think of right now in a closet. <laughs> but you know, so we all do this. Even if you keep it, you say, okay, I still want to keep this. Like get a nice plastic bin, put it in there, mm-hmm. whatever. It's your archive. But don't show it. Don't put it yes. in your, you know, what you're showing in your portfolio, what you're putting on your website, what you're, you know, sending to someone is really edited and only things you love. You put all the rest of it in a box somewhere if you really feel like you need to. Yeah, and I think some people feel when they bring all the stuff and they, they want to show their history. They want to show that they've done a lot of things. They want to show that they've worked hard. I'm not really sure um, what the message is at that point. But if, again, it, it just is not perceived well. So I will just, 
leave it at that. Yeah, I think your resume can show that. Absolutely. And then your work samples can be just you know, the last couple of years, like more recent mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of relevant stuff. And so speaking of resume, I think you do the same thing. In fact, that's kind of how I like to work on resumes. Dump everything, you know, in this case, probably mm-hmm. in a Word doc or something. Like just dump all the information there. Don't even like judge it. Just sort through it. Like just put, write down every job you had, every responsibility, yeah, Every school. skill that you've learned. I mean, that's the, the perfect time to, especially if you want to do a job change or if you want to elevate yourself to a better role, that's where you start thinking, okay, like three years ago, I really did a lot of project management at that particular job, mm-hmm. or I really did a lot of Photoshop work at that job. That's the stuff that you have to pull out because it might apply for your next position. Yeah, so do you, you just like pilot, you know, mm-hmm. figuratively, <laughs> I guess, pilot all in a document, and then you can start sorting through it and picking through it and organizing like that skill list mm-hmm. by, mm-hmm. you know, the things you do the most to least or the most recent or whatever, like, it's hard to sort through it if you don't have it all in one place. Yes. And I think that's sort of the concept on the show of like piling all your clothes in one place. Instead of like go to this closet, go through it, go to this closet, mm-hmm. then this store, this store. You put it all in one place and then you start like, yes, no, mm-hmm. I'll put this over here now. It makes more sense. Like it's hard to organize stuff if it's not all just kind of right in, your face. in one spot, yes. you know. So you can pick and choose and organize that stuff into a resume, but it's a lot easier if you have almost like this master document of everything. Yeah. And then maybe you maybe you keep that master document of everything and then you pull out what you want for the resume right now. But like mm-hmm. you said, maybe six months from now you're applying for a job that has a lot of project management. Maybe you don't normally keep that on your resume, mm-hmm. but you have a little phrase about You've it on it. your master document. You know? You just pop it in there. Get it makes credit. it really easy yes. to customize and edit that resume mm-hmm. to the you know the thing you're looking for. And again, you might realize that you know there's certain things that you forgot you had. Yeah, <laughs> or that you don't want to do again. Or so that you don't want to do again. So you def- can take those and, out. Um, <laughs> as you're doing this as well, I will also mention to edit as well. So don't put everything in there that you've done. I want to make that absolutely clear. Um, sometimes it's just good to look at the job description and just cherry pick exactly what they're asking for. Yes, I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. Um, make sure that it's all included. And then just edit out, again, all the stuff you don't want to do again or don't make any sense with this job. Yeah, exactly. I just, it's, again, editing down to the stuff mm-hmm. that sparks joy, that makes you happy. Um, so another category this applies to is relationships and by that I mean like work relationships you Mm -hmm. do with your personal too if you want I don't care (laughs) but you know that's for a topic for another day but um work relationships if you think about sitting if you sit down and collect in one place all of the work connections that you have over all your career and schooling and maybe people you knew personally but are also a work connection and find a way to compile all of that. And mm-hmm. it could be a spreadsheet. You know, we've in, on past episodes talked about, you know, making lists of all the contacts you have. So it could be a spreadsheet. It could be purposefully just connecting with all of those people on LinkedIn. And now your LinkedIn right. network is, you know, that pile of people. But somehow collecting all of your relationships so that you can tap into them. One thing is you'll come across people you forgot you knew. Yes. <laughs> which is great. And other, you may come across people that you wish you'd forgot you knew. <laughs> you can, you know, take them off the list. Exactly. Look where they're working now and don't apply for that, that company. Yeah. I mean, if, if they don't make you happy, you don't exactly. you know, want to, you're not going to reach out to them anyway. Right. 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 So you can do some editing, but especially uh, capturing and collecting all of those 
contacts and relationships into one place mm-hmm. can be really, really useful, whether you're, you know, doing your own freelance business or these people you may reach out to for work or mm-hmm. who may just have good recommendations or refer you to someone else, even if they don't need you, yes. they can, you know, con- connect you with others. If it's, if you're you know, looking for a job, obviously contacts for that. What Whatever you're doing your career, you need contacts Yes, and you need help from others as much as we like to all be super independent. <laughs> it's all, you know, a very interwoven world. And so um, I don't think people often think about collecting and sorting through all of their relationships in that way. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it, it can be so beneficial because again, you will not realize how many people actually know. Cause you might just think like, who am I going to reach out to? Um, you'd be surprised who you've met along the way. And then you can figure out, you know, is it, are you comfortable reaching back to them and asking them to help you with a job search? Um, have coffee for some tips? Um, do they know someone? And I think people can tend to be really timid about tapping into other people's network, but people are typically so happy to help you. And once you keep expanding that network pool with each person over and over and over again, I mean, you you can get your name out you know, far and wide. And um, it takes work. I've known many people who have used that philosophy and might have sat down with coffee with like 50 people before they finally got that job. But if you have a a special skill set or in a tough job market, you might have to sit and meet with 50 people. But it will eventually work. You have to be a little tenacious. But definitely tap into other people's networks just with the network that you have. Yes, absolutely. And so you can't do that if you can't even find them all, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> um, might be scrolling through your phone. Start yeah, with that or, yeah. or going through your LinkedIn your or pile something. of business cards you've collected. And, and oh, again, so it's the same thing as like your clothes are in five different closets. Mm-hmm. Your, your contacts are probably in five different places right. too. You've got people on LinkedIn. You have a pile of business cards. You have contacts on your phone. You have, you know, whatever, your alumni directory from your college. Like there's mm-hmm. all these things places. And I think now that we talk about that, I think that's one of the, maybe she doesn't really emphasize this on the show, but maybe one of the little points of beauty about this, you know, tidying up is everything ends up being in one place. Mm -hmm. Like if you have all your clothes, they are in your closet or your drawers, your dresser, whatever, they're all in the place where they belong and they're not all over Mm -hmm. and various places and scattered and, you know, sort of confusing of where do I find? Right. I have shoes here, here, and here. Right. I forget which ones I even have. It's sort of the same thing. Whatever tools you use or wherever you decide to put all of these different things, the stuff for your resume and your mm-hmm. samples and your relationship contacts and all that stuff, like just pick a place. Yes. And it doesn't matter what you use. If you like a notebook, if you like you know, LinkedIn, a spreadsheet, whatever, it doesn't matter what tool you use, but just pick one and then keep adding to that. Mm -hmm. And so then you don't end up with all these just, you know, sort of disparate piles of stuff everywhere. And just to give you an idea of that, think about the frustration you're trying to run out the door and you can't find the shoes you want to wear or your shoes in general. (laughs) (laughs) Any shoes? (laughs) Any shoes. So yeah, if it's, if you know where to expect to find them, that's going to cut your stress level. I mean, way down. And I only bring that up because it happens. (laughs) (laughs) You need to condo your shoes. I need to condo my (laughs) shoes for sure. And um, also um, to save myself some money so I don't keep buying the pa- same pair of shoes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> well, they're so comfy. You know, like, oh, these are comfy. Then you, oh, I already had these shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good point, like duplicating. Mm-hmm. You know, you may have someone's business card and they're in your phone and they're in LinkedIn and, you know, they're all these places, but 
you want your one place. Mm-hmm. I know all my shoes are in this closet. Right. I know all my work contacts are in LinkedIn or exactly. whatever, you know, exactly. whatever that one place is, you know, you can go and find them. Save yourself from the scramble. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, and another area related to work that I think you could apply this, and it's probably the first thing to do, although we're talking about last, is um, <laughs> sort of the self-exploration part of mm-hmm. it. So that's really the, and we've talked about this on past podcasts, that's the sitting down some quiet time with yourself, mm-hmm. really just mm-hmm. thinking about what does make you happy. Right. You know, like take right. to heart that sparking joy concept. Is like what does make me happy, what is important to me. And it doesn't just have to be work. It might be my family is very important. My community service is mm-hmm. important. My you know, softball team is important, like activity, whatever, like what in all of your life is important? Right. Like how do you sit down and collect that in the same way as we're talking about collecting Mm -hmm, stuff, collect mm -hmm. it all on a piece of paper, notebook or whatever, and then start kind of prioritizing and sorting through. And there may be stuff you're like, I do this now, but it's not that important to me. Right. You could, you could give that up. You could let go of it. Or there may be things in there that you really love that you're not doing. Mm -hmm. Like it's like discovering this in my life now. Yeah. Discovering that, you know, favorite blouse or that piece of artwork in a closet that you forgot you had, Mm -hmm. but you love it. And so how can you bring it out and into the light for it? Yeah. So it's the same, you know, the same idea, but that's really like kind of in depth, you know, personal oh, soul, soul searching. searching. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one thing I'm going to add to that, and this also gets to that deep soul searching stuff, is really think about even people in your life that could be holding you back or um, not encouraging you or things like that. And sometimes that's a difficult challenge. And I talk about this a, a lot when I talk about entrepreneurial, entrepreneurialism. And um, it's, it's, it's kind of sometimes a frightening road to go down because you like having your family around or you like having certain friends around. But um, Those it, are your comfy, stretchy pants. Those are your comfy, stretchy <laughs> pants. You know what to expect and you know good or the bad and, and that sort of thing. But it might just be worth thinking about, if I saw this person less, how much further could I go? Um, and, I, and that just kind of comes from, you know, just people liking you the way you are, you know, to put mm-hmm. it in a very kind way. Um, sometimes it scares them if you change. It scares them that maybe you won't love them as much if you are successful or you, you start you know, living your dream and they haven't gotten to that place yet where they're living theirs. Mm-hmm. So you ha- might have to think about that as well. That sometimes comes in the shape of bosses too. Like you will only be a production artist. You will only be in this position. You know, you have to sometimes think, you know what, I've collected all my skills. I have looked at my resume of all these samples together. And you know what, I think I'm better than that. And I'm going to go up and I'm going to just kind of walk away from this person and their thinking and create my own thinking and, and do something that you really want to do, get to that place of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's interesting, though, how sometimes we can sometimes believe the hype of other people, too, and think like, you know, this is this is all I can do. Um, or I could never own my own business or be a freelancer or get that corner office because there's just so many people um, kind of holding you in that spot. But it, if you got it and you've, you've gotten yourself organized and know you can do it, you know, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some sometimes you can't completely eliminate some of mm-hmm. those people or relationships from your life, just depending on who they are. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, you can certainly reduce your interaction with them absolutely. or reduce how much you believe what they're saying to you. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just reiterate, most of the time that comes from a good place. You know, they, they yeah. just, you know, don't want you to be disappointed maybe mm-hmm. or... 
um, somebody might just say just something so lo in a very loving way, like, well, you know, you were never really good at X. <laughs> that doesn't mean you aren't now. I mean, you're not the same, you know, 16-year-old or 18-year-old or whatever, and you can, you can kind of move on and, and develop and change. And if you really want something, you can change a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, going back to, like, what is going to make you happy, what's going to give you the life that you want. Mm -hmm. And, I, and mm -hmm. I feel like that, you know, life is your full complete life, not just your work life, because work is just a part of your life, yes, not your whole yes. life. So how does work and all the other things you want, you know, how do they all fit together? And which of those get to stay mm -hmm. and get folded beautifully in a little box in your drawer <laughs> and, and which don't, or maybe some of them go in like a sentimental keepsake box, right? you know, figuratively or literally. Yeah, I'm just going to put those over here and I'm going to hold on to it. Maybe I'm not that person anymore. Maybe I'm not doing that activity anymore. Or right now. Right. Maybe I don't have time for that right now, and it's not super important to carve out time. I'm just going to put it over here. There's sometimes a lot of power in just um, hanging on to your journey a little bit. I mean, I you know have done enough in my life where I will look back at some stuff and say, man, that's where I started. And it's kind of cool to keep some of those things just to kind of see where you've, where you've come now. Yes. Um, so yeah, don't feel like you have to just, you know, set fire to your entire house because it's just a one big cluttered mess. I mean, really think about stuff. And um, I think that goes back to the show a little bit too, because, you know, she does, you know, tell people to take a moment to sometimes thank things before that mm -hmm. you give it away. Like, for example, if you found like a, a sweatshirt that you really love, it's like, oh, I really hate getting rid of this, but it's, you know, it's all holy and dirty or whatever. It's got such memories. You know what? Just give it a little bit of thanks for what it has provided for you and, and, and let it go. That could be like a job too. Get perhaps a job provided you with your start. You know, somebody mm -hmm. took a chance on you at the beginning. Um, you've earned a fairly good paycheck. You've met some great people, made some great contacts. You know what? Give that thanks and then just move on. And that can be applied to pretty much everything. Like I, you might say, like I learned in my first job out of school how to be a good salesperson. I don't want to be a salesperson, but that's just a job that I had to earn a living with. A, a good salesperson gets a lot of skills that can be applied later. So say thanks to that <laughs> and move on. Yeah, absolutely. And, and she always has people, first of all, do the SOMO things last because mm -hmm. it's the mm -hmm. hardest. And also, you don't have to get rid of everything. No, absolutely not. Find a nice little keepsake box, you a know, whether one that's that makes you feel good too. a box in your brain or joy. a real box <laughs> or whatever, and you can save some stuff, but but you also can move on from it. Absolutely, absolutely. So with that, I guess good luck decluttering and bringing some peace to your life, peace and joy, and keep the things that spark joy. Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau. We hope that you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, please send us an email at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. Also, please subscribe to the podcast to get more tips on the next steps of your creative career. 